Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have wonderful person Piper Anderson with us, a writer, storyteller, a coach and trainer. She is the founder and president of Create Forward, a social impact form that produces experiences to advance security and justice. Her career over the last 20 years has traversed the arts, youth development, community organizing, education and the healing arts providing her an interdisciplinary toolbox of cultural strategy to advance social change. Without further delay, let's welcome Piper. Piper, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So glad to be here. Okay, so Piper, let's start with your journey. What exactly inspired you to become a coach? How did you get started into this profession and why did you choose this field? So I think I began my journey, I want to say two decades ago. I started out working in the arts and arts education as a facilitator. And I found myself in a lot of spaces in which I was able to use creative writing and theater as a way to bring people together. But I also discovered that people were using these tools to uncover things that really mattered to them, to solve problems, to get clarity about their values and in the kind of world that they wanted to create and the kind of lives they wanted to create. And I really, I was very excited about that. I was excited about facilitating that kind of process for folks. And that led me to study, to do my first certification as a coach in 2009. And then from there to do a second certification that was in somatic coaching, because I really, especially coming from a theater background, felt like so much of the change that we want to create within our lives begins by tuning into our bodies and listening to our bodies. So over the last almost 15 years now, I've been developing my practice and continuing to learn and just really honored to be able to hold space for people at these pivotal yeah. moments in your lives. And how it's going on now? Great. It's going really well now. I work with clients regularly and the clients that I work with are my kind of sweet spot or focus of my practice is working with folks who are in transition. Either they are in transition between career or it's been a change in their lives, whether it's like the end of a relationship or they become, they discovered that they're no longer happy with the career path that they've chosen, but they're in a major moment of transition and they need someone to support them in becoming. And so that's the work that I get to do each day and I really enjoy it. Awesome. Great. Okay. You are only doing one-on-one coaching or like you have other options like group coaching or any kind of online programs. If anybody were interested to get coaching from you, then what kind of options are available? Yeah. So I offer one-on-one coaching and uh, a couple times a year I do a small group coaching cohort, which is a great opportunity for people to connect with others who are on a similar path and to have that additional support and to learn from each other. I also facilitate trainings for a number of years, led a training called the Empathic Facilitator, which was for leaders who wanted to develop their facilitation skills. I do a lot of training and coaching that's really about developing shared leadership, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and also trainings for organizations and companies. Okay, Baiba, since you have a lot of experience in this industry, what do you think, what are the most important qualities if anybody wants to be a successful coach? So I think the first quality that a successful coach needs to have is listening. Your ability to listen deeply without allowing your own 
biases, assumptions, beliefs get in the way of really hearing people and meeting them where they are. The next quality is curiosity. You have to listen. You also have to really be open and curious about and listen for those things. Like sometimes when I'm listening to someone, they'll say something and I just feel it's kind of like spark. And I'm like, oh, we need to, I want to know more about that. And curiosity then allows you to ask questions. And I think really good coaches spend most of their time asking the right questions because it's not about telling people what they should do, but about asking the kind of questions that allows them to figure it out on their own. And then the next thing I think is empathy. Really need to be able to attune to another person and through that attunement, connect with them and allow them to feel seen and feel feel heard and feel like you really truly see them for who they could possibly be. Yeah, because it's very important to connect with them at their level. Because as a coach, if you can't do that, then you are not going to help your clients. Like, like you, are, you cannot be able to help your clients in their way and the result won't come and your relationship won't ever last. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that the piece around really seeing people and asking questions is so critical. And yeah. you know, find yourself working with a coach and they're doing the majority of the talking and they are basically advising you or telling you what to do then that's really not a great coaching relationship. You shouldn't feel pressured to go in a particular direction or feel like that person's assumptions and values are dominating the process. Yeah, correct. And also, Piper, like I got one question here that mostly like coaches are never tell their clients like what to do. So how do you balance holding your clients accountable? Yeah, I think the first thing is like figuring out what it is that they really want. I think part of the job as a, of a coach is to support people in the process of change. And you really have to make change irresistible. And so the first thing is to figure out what really motivates them. What do they really care about? And once you're clear about that, then I think setting goals and figuring out what are the, the new habits that you want to embody to create that meaningful change become more possible, become easier? I think that the very structure of coaching, meeting consistently at that time allows for accountability, right? So I know that I'm going to be meeting with you every week or every two weeks at this particular time, then in the back of my mind as I'm taking action towards my goals, I know that I'm going to have to show up to our meeting and report out on what I've done. And no one wants to feel like they've fallen short. I think that when people do fall short of what they've committed to, then again, curiosity, right? So that becomes a conversation about why, right? Is this the right approach for you? What are the sort of habits that are getting in the way? What are the kind of things that you need to put into place in terms of consistent practices that will make it possible for you to do this? What is there an internal kind of block that is preventing you from from moving on what you say that you want to accomplish or what you care about. So I think it's, it's a conversation and figuring out what is the right approach for each person. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So I believe you have like tons of your clients' coaching success stories. Can you please share one of your clients' coaching success stories, which is nearly close to your heart? Yeah, I had a client some years ago who came to me feeling really disappointed about where she was in her professional life and, and very afraid to, to leave the current position that she was in, even though she was very unhappy there. 
and struggling to figure out like how to take the next step and to move forward in her life. And we spent a lot of time unpacking together what was at the heart of that fear to her, right? And a lot of it was around scarcity and around this these limiting beliefs about if you have something, right? If you have a job and it pays your bills and you're able to take care of yourself, then you should hold on to that. And some of that had come from like her childhood and her parents who really encouraged her to find stability and to focus on stability. And she really worried that in giving that up, that she would lose stability. She would lose her ability to take care of herself. And so we worked through some of that scarcity and we, and one of the things that we did was we did with what I call a, a risk and reward assessment where we began to look at, so what is the worst thing that could happen if you decide to move on from this position? And, and then the second question there is, and is that really true, right? So, cause sometimes we think that like the things that we think are automatically true and they're not, right? So uncovering what is like me catastrophizing. And, and just like thinking about these like terrible worst case scenarios and what is really true. What is the real possibility here? And once we got clear about what was just fear, making things seem for your life and who could you be? And so once we did that, she got to see that taking the risk was really worth it because she was so excited about what was possible. And today... She has, she's the founder of her own organization and doing incredible work in her community and, and traveling around the country and speaking about her work around gender justice. And she's an incredible leader. And stories like that just remind me how important it is to just have someone to just hold your hand through the process of change. Because otherwise, the rest of us, the rest of the world, we miss out on the opportunity to, to really get to benefit from people who are, who should be in positions of leadership and who should be at the helm of organizations and advocating for, for justice and, and equity in our world. And so I'm really proud of her and other clients like her who have, who have been able to take those kind of risks and see the reward. Yeah, that's a great story. And also like when you see that your clients is getting result and they are doing the things that they wanted to do and they are overcoming the obstacles and all. As a coach, it always gives you like a lot of satisfaction as well as available feelings and always gives you the real kick to do more and help more and more people. Yeah, for sure. It really does. And so if I didn't have moments like that and see people really succeed, then I would be a coach. I would have. Yeah, quit. correct. Correct, correct. And the most important part here is that now they are happy in their life. Yeah. That is the most important. They are living with a sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bible, let's talk about some misconceptions that are revolving around coaching industry. What are some common misconceptions about coaching that you have noticed? Yeah. So the first one is that coaching is not therapy. And sometimes someone will come to me and it becomes really clear to me in our initial consult that what they're hoping for is a, a therapeutic intervention. And I will refer them to a therapist. So coaching is not therapy. That's number one. Coaching will not solve all of your problems. It will, what we do is a facilitated process where you discover that you're capable of creating the kind of relationships and the kind of life that you want, but you still have to do the work and not just show up and hand you a blueprint and then voila, there you go. And you see this on social media all the time where people will make promises. Like if you work with me, 
you're going to make $100,000 or you're going to be like, I'm going to make you a millionaire. I'm going to give you the perfect life. And it's no, if people are promising you all of these things, run the other way. Yeah. You know? No one can give the guarantee of the result. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if it, someone does, then there must be some kinds of problem or must be there some kinds of scam and must be some kinds of wrong things are going on. If they're telling that like, I can help you, like I can promise you to help this and that and you're going to do that, then they are here to only steal your money or waste your time. Because no one can even, no one exactly knows what, what's going to happen on the next, right? So how can be somebody is going to promise you a result or promise you the thing that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really scary about this, I saw this recently, a woman was talking about how she had gotten into this cycle where she kept signing up for these programs and she would find this program and they were like, oh, we can solve this problem. And then she would sign up for it and spend thousands of dollars. And then she would do another program and sell years and years of investing in these programs. And she was like still in the same position that she had been in right when she started. And this happens to a lot of people as they get addicted to doing these coaching programs that promise them all of these results and they're spending tens of thousands of dollars on it. And what happens is that it develops this kind of dependency on others to tell you what to do to solve the problems. And a really good coach should help you to realize your own agency and your own ability to, to align your values of what you're doing and what you're practicing every single day and to figure out how to move forward and accomplish your goals. My goal is never to have my clients be dependent on me and to keep coming back and feeling like they can't make a decision without me, but for them to feel like they have developed the tools that they can do this on their own. And, and so I think that's, those are some, I think are some of the misconceptions about coaching that can be pretty dangerous, I think in this industry yeah yeah okay. and also like anybody who is listening to us let me uh, tell you here one thing that i used to believe that coaching is just uh, asking questions and just having a conversations and it's not anything that's going to help me in any way in my life like i used to believe that before three years three years ago but when I started working with coach, I exactly know what kind of value that it brings to the table. People are always talking about asking the questions, but you know what, if you want to do something in your life or if you have any problem or if you have anything like you feel that you are stuck in your life, coaching is the golden thing I would say because people who are interacted with the coach, they know what kind of value it is. So you guys have to change your mind, believe and give it a try. <laughs> because most of the people like they have some misconceptions that coaching, like I do not have any kind of problem. So I do not need coach or maybe if I have my family member, if I have my friend circle, then why would I hire a coach to discuss about my problem and all? It usually happens with everyone. Like these people have like so much confused about this, but I can give you the guarantee once you are like, Having a conversation, we just go and having a conversation with a coach, you will definitely get to know that what kind of value it's going to in your life. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You have to experience it for yourself. And, for, and also, I think the other thing is that you have to find the right coach. The Finding the coach that is right for you can be challenging. And I've, as a coach, I also have a coach. I've worked with different coaches myself and and it re really requires like being really clear about what is the kind of process that you're going to benefit from. 
what kind of support do you want? And, and you can feel it. I think we do, most coaches will allow you to do like a, you first meet, you do a kind of initial consult and that should be free. And when you do, you can sense whether or not like this person really understands you, is listening to you and has the kinds of experiences that you could benefit from. Really take your time finding the right coach and don't just assume that because someone has like great content on social media, that they're going to be the right fit for you. Okay, Piper, okay, tell us what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and get in touch. Yeah, so you could go to my website, create-forward.com or piperanderson.com. You can send me a message there if you're interested in setting up a free initial consult and figuring out if we could be a good fit to work together. And I, I'm not that active on social media, so I won't even tell you to go to social media, but you could. There just won't be much, much there. Don't expect much there, but... I am a writer. And so I have a Substack newsletter called The Lost and Found and publish reflections there once or twice a month. So you can also find me there. Awesome. Guys, to make sure you follow Piper, wonderful person with great personality. And you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Piper, for being on the show. And it was an honor to visiting you today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks again, Piper. So that's it. I am your host, Subrat, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.